Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am Jeremy Birmingham. It is Commitment Sunday for Ohio State for the third straight weekend. The Buckeyes have added a big-time addition to their class of 2023. Today, it's Jaden Bonsu, a safety from New Jersey, who has said yes to Ohio State. Myself and Bill Landers are going to break down what that means for the Buckeyes next on the podcast. Bill, it's been uh, up and down a couple, six weeks or so for the Buckeyes, as we've talked about every time we've done one of these recruiting commitment analyses, analyses, whatever. Um, but, you know, this addition of Jaden Bonsu is, it's kind of hard to understate its importance for Ohio State because when you lose out on Caleb Downs, who Ohio State really thought they were in the driver's seat for before he committed to Alabama, you had to circle back and make sure you added Bonsu, who has been a priority for the Buckeyes for the last seven, eight months. A month ago, it was all but certain that he was going to Miami. Today, he's committed to Ohio State. I know you've watched the film. What do you see? Really physical player. Um, some impressive length, I think. If you look at his measurables, at, at maybe 6'1", 200-ish pounds. I don't, I don't know if that jumps off the, the page to you, but when you just sort of watch him move around, there's, there's some positional length there, I, I think, that you – have to really like if you're if you're an Ohio State coach. Um, I, I find myself wondering exactly how he fits into this defense long term, but but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing, especially with with all the different ways that this defense can use safeties. I think Jaden has sort of a little bit of everything, depending on where you want to use him. But but the thing that jumped out the most of watching him was when he's playing down near the line of scrimmage, um, just really physical, gets off blocks well, kind of shoots into the backfield. And, and I was watching him. Uh, I was reminded of something that. Jim Knowles had said about Lathan Ransom uh, last week, and that was that when Lathan sees it, he pulls his trigger really quick and he gets to that ball. And I thought I saw some of the same with Jaden. Right, which is why I think a lot of people, as Ohio State really began to aggressively recruit Jaden Bonsu back at the uh, beginning of spring, a lot of people sort of assumed that he was a natural fit to maybe grow into an outside linebacker type prospect. People I've talked to in Columbus uh, are certain that he has the ability to do that. But they are also certain that they have no plans on doing that. They want him to play safety. The comparisons I've heard are more Ronnie Hickman than they are Court Williams. And, mm -hmm. you know, but you can see, as you mentioned, in the way that Ohio State's using this position in the defense, the multiple ways that they're trying to get the safeties involved in a safety driven defense, of course, That's right. is that when you have a player that is this comfortable being physical, you just want to put him out there somewhere. And you, you do see that Jaden Bonsu is a very physical, very well-put-together young player who could develop into a 220, 225-pound um, sort of hybrid. I don't know what the term is that they use at Ohio State for that position, but <laughs> that's not really important. What's, what is important is that, again, what this shows to me is that even in the world of NIL, even in the world of crazy NIL, like we've, well, it's not a secret that Miami has been uh, engaged in some crazy NIL stuff. The brand at Ohio State still has a lot of power on its face. Now, that's not to say this kid doesn't realize he's going to make a lot of money at Ohio State down the road because he will, because that's that's the way football is now. But it does show a, a young man that saw an opportunity, especially when Downs was not in the class, to, to line up with Malik Hartford and Cedric Hawkins in that three safety class and say, hey, this is an opportunity to, to make some hay early in Columbus. Yeah, well, I think the good thing about this is – is that it's not a plan B type of player for Ohio State. Jaden Bonsu is a guy who's been on, on the board forever. And I remember when they didn't get Caleb Downs and you sort of tried to figure out where they might go next. And at that time, it seemed like Jaden was all but a done deal to, to Miami. You start to think, okay, they're going to have to go and totally re rework the safety board. 
probably find some names maybe that, that that the common fan wasn't wasn't used to hearing at that point. And instead, they circle back with a guy who's been a longtime priority, uh, a guy who was going to go to a big-time program like Miami, had had offers from from all the, the big-time programs you want him to, and they were able to kind of circle back and, and, and seal that deal with him. And and I think that that should be reassuring on, on two different fronts. One, the NIL stuff that you mentioned. I think Ohio State is trying really hard to get across to these prospects. Like, listen, maybe you're not going to get – up front what you might be getting offered from other programs, but trust us when you get here and you perform, you're, you're going to make all the money you could possibly want to make. And it seems like maybe Jaden Bonsu brought into that. And then second, he's buying into what Jim Knowles is selling on defense at, again, what is the most important position in this defense because it is a safety-driven defense. Uh, I think it's really good for Ohio State to, to, to have a player in the secondary who's buying into that vision at a time where it seems like maybe some prospects are a little reticent to do so. Yeah, and I, we both used the term circle back, and I think it's important because – we should underscore the fact that Ohio State never left that recruitment. They weren't, um, mm. you know, walking away and saying, okay, we're going to let him go to Miami, no big deal, because Caleb Downs. The Buckeyes wanted four safeties in this class, uh, and they wanted the the next two to be Caleb Downs and Jaden Bonsu alongside of Hartford and Cedric Hawkins. But when Downs decided on Alabama, it became that much more important that Ohio State go out and make sure that Jaden Bonsu understand that he was never, as you said, a plan B type player. This was the plan all along. but to your to your point, when you have guys in Ohio, Notre Dame just picked up a commitment from Ben Minich, uh, a Hartford teammate down at Lakota West. A lot of people started looking at those other names on the board like, hey, could Ohio State go here? Do they need to go here? And the Buckeyes never walked away from the Bonsu thing, even when, I mean, I, I know for a fact that he told people a month, a, a month ago he was going to Miami. And even up until about three weeks ago, the plan was still to go to Miami two weeks ago. So it's just a, a really – Big win for Perry Eliano, who's proven himself to be a really capable recruiter at this point in early his Ohio State tenure, to go out there and not let that get away from you, not 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 be okay with, hey, we, we may have lost this one, let's move on and find someone else. The Buckeyes identify who they want. There's not a, a large list of guys that they're trying to find outside of that early list, and uh, it, it does speak to just their way of saying, hey, we are Ohio State, like, I mean, I know you're a Penn State guy. I mean, you might get offended by the "we are" thing. But, um, they they're saying they're this is a little bit of a flex, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, Bill. Right? I mean, it's a little bit of a flex. It it does feel like that because because I I think there's probably some concern in in the fan base's mind of when when you see a name like Miami pop up or maybe it's like Oregon or Texas A and M. You think to yourself, well, is Ohio State gonna gonna be able to win that kind of battle given sort of all, everything else that that's that's going into it when you're recruiting against those schools now? And the answer here is 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 yes. And and you know, I don't know how much Ohio State beats its chest when it beats Miami for a recruit, because I think more often than not you assume that Ohio State will do that, but it does feel like a little bit of a flex. They they didn't they didn't just take somebody to take them. They have had a priority player that they never really lost traction with, despite the fact that he was kind of trending to another program at the time. And I think that's really impressive. Like you said, it's been a great cycle for Perry Iliano, even even with the Caleb Downs to, to Alabama commitment. And who, and who knows what might what happen there. If Ohio State's defense plays really well, I think that door can stay open. Um, but Perry has made an impact here almost instantaneously in a way that I think you should feel really good about if you're an Ohio State fan. Right. I mean, like the first weekend of Perry Aliano having a job at Ohio State, he got an offer out to Malik Hartford, convinced the rest of the Ohio State staff, hey, this is a kid we need to go after. And then you see Malik raise up the, the rankings. He goes out there. He was a driving force in the commitment of Calvin Simpson Hunt, the, the cornerback from Texas, who they flipped from Texas Tech. 
Perry Eliano, because of his roots in Texas, because of his success at Cincinnati, has really proven pretty versatile here in the last couple months for Ohio State, being able to to make some hay in different parts of the uh, the country. And you know, I, I you, were you going to say something, Bill? I heard you going to say something. Say it. Well, I'm just wondering. <clears throat> Like I, th- I think we all know that like Jim Knowles, Jim Knowles' calling card is not to be a dynamite recruiter, right? He's he's more of a schemer. I don't think he's ever going to be known as, as as an ace recruiter. And in a world where we think Larry Johnson is probably going to be done here sooner rather than later, this this defensive staff needs that guy. Need, needs the leader on that side of the ball defensively. And more and more, I'm feeling like Perry Iliano is that guy. And I'm wondering if you feel the same way. Uh, he brings a lot of energy to it. Uh, he certainly enjoys what it uh, just the art of recruiting i guess you know i think tim tim walton's done a fine job and but i think a lot of times because even though he's had a lot of success in the nfl in the last 15 years young players around the country aren't really paying attention to that nearly as much as they are who's producing nfl draft picks uh and and perry eliano with the success that he had at cincinnati especially with kobe bryant with sauce gardner that is an eye-opener for kids and then again as i said his he's Roots are very, very deep in Texas, and so you see Ohio State still being able to make some some waves there, um, even after a lot of coaching changes. And you know, to your point on Jim Knowles, Jim Knowles is going to be a great recruiter for Ohio State if he walks into Columbus this year and the defense is way better than it was mm-hmm. through the last four years. If he does that, that recruits itself, and because the rest of the school, the rest of the program is going to be doing the work for him. He is not going to need to go out there and and be, you know, Mister Dynamic Recruiter. He just needs to be himself. Because we haven't heard a single inclination or any word of anyone not loving what they get out of Jim Knowles. But it's certainly not a, you know, he's not calling kids twenty hours a day and doing all that stuff that you have to do to be successful in recruiting this in today's world. But you know, I think. From the big picture perspective, when you add a guy like Jaden Bonsu, now you have, uh, as I said, Jaden Bonsu, Malik Hartford, and Cedric Hawkins at safety. You have Jermaine Matthews, Kay and Lee, and Calvin Simpson Hunt at cornerback. Heading into the cycle and, and up into most of the last few months, Ohio State was pretty set on the idea of taking eight total defensive backs in the class of 2023 uh, because they wanted four safeties, four corners. But I think now when you start to look at the way that the roster is shaking out, even though there's some questions about health concerns in the, in the immediate term for cornerback, I think that the Buckeyes see that unless there's an absolute dude out there at corner that wants to be in this class, and unless there's an absolute dude out there at safety like Caleb Downs who decides, hey, maybe I want to keep looking at Ohio State, I think they may be done in the defensive backfield with these six guys. Uh, provided that there's no other drama happening and nothing, nobody else makes a decision to to leave the class or whatever. But as you look at the roster, Bill, I mean, do you think that's enough or is it too much? I think it's enough. I, I as I was kind of like gaming out the class a couple months ago, even when it looked like Caleb Downs was maybe going to be in Ohio State's class and, and Dejon Johnson, Dejon Johnson, excuse me, was still in the class. Uh, I thought like eight was seemed pretty high, and and I can get more behind the idea of bringing in a lot of corners because of of the lack of depth in that room, um, and there's some injury concerns in that room too, although I guess that doesn't really factor into your recruiting thought, thought process that much. But they only have six scholarship corners. They, they probably need to add three or four more in, in, in this cycle. Safety was a little bit of a different numbers game, I think, when you know, because I, I, it's not a guarantee that Ronnie Hickman and Josh Proctor are going to be moving on after this year. I think you could maybe reasonably assume that that's going to happen, but they could be back, and there's still a lot of guys there. So to bring in four more safeties there seemed like a high number to me, but but I get I get it too because 
this defense is changing a little bit and Ohio State had not necessarily recruited to this particular defense. So if there's guys out there that you want to bring in that you think can help you move that along, I understand that as well. But with, with the six they have now, it just doesn't feel like they need to add much more if there's not, as you said, the, the dynamite kind of player out there, the Caleb Downs type who, who wants in. Um, I think three corners and three safeties is a pretty good spot for them. Yeah, I, I, and you know, we talk about the injuries. They don't really account for that in recruiting, but they do account for if a guy has repetitive injuries. If there's mm -hmm. a number of, if, if a guy has missed multiple time over multiple years and maybe, hey, we need to be cognizant of this, this fact and, and maybe begin the replacing part earlier than normal. But generally speaking, at safety, at corner, here we are, August, what, 14th, Ohio State should be done recruiting the defensive backfield. They will, of course, keep talking to guys like Caleb Downs. They will, of course, keep, you know, the door open for cornerbacks like Cormani McLean if he decides he wants to take a visit. But unless it's someone in that elite, elite class, they are not going to be out there aggressively recruiting that position anymore. So it's nice that this is done now because here you are, you're two weeks away from two and a half weeks away from the season starting. And there does seem to be, Bill, a, a push now to just kind of let the dust settle with recruiting and get into the season and let the 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 ebb and flow of the season, the momentum that comes from putting stuff on tape, the momentum that comes from going out there and winning big games, sort of uh, rise the the recruiting waters until mm -hmm. December. Yeah, I think that's that's probably pretty exciting for Ohio State's coaching staff too. It's it's honestly like what's what's left out there? Some defensive line stuff, right? And and maybe you you look at another linebacker with Arvell Reese in the class now too, and then on the offensive side. I, it kind of feels like you're you're set there unless you maybe want to go get another offensive lineman. So it's uh yeah, I mean that would you're you're right. And I don't mean to cut you off, but at this point, unless it's like elite, elite dudes around the country at any position, at running back, you, you're set with Mark Fletcher unless Justice Haynes or someone like that decides they, they want to give another look to Ohio State. You're set at tight end with uh Jelani Thurman unless someone in probably inside of Ohio really like emerges and rises up to become that second guy obviously they wanted to that's why they had ty lockwood offensive line you have your four guys right now on the line you have three of them in ohio you have miles frazier who's sort of a developmental prospect but big time upside there if samson okanola wants in the class you say yes of course mm -hmm. but you know that's a, that's a question mark that isn't going to be even close to answered until november if he shows up for the ohio state michigan game for an official visit defensive line you need help I mean, I think that's clear. You you got the two big fish out there in Keon Keeley and, Mateo, and Mateo Uyangalale. I think the Buckeyes are done at linebacker. That's just my opinion. I, I think that in a class right now, when you see the defense developing, as we've talked about in, in this show, the defense is developing towards that two linebacker set. When you add a guy like, um, you know, Arvell Reese to what they have, there's a lot of young guys waiting to play at Ohio State. And you have to ask yourself, if if you're the Buckeyes, does it make more sense to bring in another freshman in the class of 2023 and risk losing a player like Reed Carrico, who you put two years into developing? Or does it make sense to let Reed get his shot to play next year and be, you know, one of those guys along with CJ Hicks and Gabe Powers? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think um, unless there's dudes like dudes, dudes out there, that the Buckeyes could pretty much be done with this class uh, right now on August 14th. It's pretty wild to, to think that. And like, you know, we all know that, you know, recruiting is wild and things can change rapidly. So they're, they're probably not done, <laughs> but, but it feels like well, the there moment, will be intrigue. Of course, <laughs> yeah, at the moment, it does feel like they can be done. Uh, and just to, to your point on the linebacker too, I wonder if this addition of Jaden Bonsu 
someone who who might be a linebacker. I know everyone in the Woody thinks of him as a safety and he's coming here to play safety. But if in the back of your mind you think to yourself, well, this guy could also play linebacker too potentially down the road if that lessens the the need to try to add somebody else to a class that already has Arvell Reese. Yeah, and, and we just we live in such a different world now, man. The, the transfer portal has changed everything. If If you go into the next January and all of a sudden you have a, a need for a linebacker, Guess what? You're Ohio State. You can go around the country and get pretty much anyone you want. Mm. So uh, it, it's I think the calculus completely changes for these coaches. But I do know that, again, with two weeks, three weeks before the Notre Dame game, the coaching staff at Ohio State, which has pulled their hair out in the last few months because of NIL, because of everything else about recruiting, uh, is excited as heck to be in a position where right now you're pretty much done in the class of 2023 and you can really start now turning the focus to Dylan Rayola and letting him build that class of 2024 as key players like Jeremiah Smith and Jojo Trader come to visit Ohio State in three weeks for the fifth time or whatever. So that that's really, I think, the focus as you head into the football season now is about starting that momentum for 2024 and uh, riding the momentum that has actually started to come back in the class of 2023. The latest addition is Jaden Bonsu, a four-star safety uh, hybrid linebacker potential prospect from New Jersey who uh, joined Ohio State, committed to the Buckeyes over Michigan State and Miami on Sunday. That's what, all we're talking about today on the podcast. That's Bill Landis. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. Thanks for watching. We'll see you Monday morning for the podcast daily.